Welcome to the Mothers You Know podcast. Thank you for being here. This is a place where we as women remember the spirit God gave us. We know how much we matter and we believe all things are possible to them that believe on this Savior Jesus Christ. Here at Mothers You Know, we support the parents of young men in the Sons of Healman and young women in the Daughters of Light programs at Life Changing Services. These programs provide therapeutic and mentoring services for youth struggling with depression, anxiety, self-harm, pornography, and any other unwanted or difficult behaviors. We offer parent support, training, and resources for mothers and fathers seeking the best way to support their loved one. Any mother is welcome to join in the Mothers Who Know classes support and training. You do not need to have a child in life-changing services to join in. We hope you'll join us. I am Karen Broadhead. I serve as the director of Mothers You Know, and I serve as the parent support specialist at life-changing services. I invite you to join with me and other mothers from across the country in our Warrior Mothers Who Know online support and training group. If you have a child struggling with pornography, depression, anxiety, or other difficult behaviors, you will find a safe and uplifting place to learn from other moms and learn principles and strategies to best support your loved one. Please go to motherswhoknow.org to find the online meeting details. We talk about difficult things here with the intent to shine light in dark corners and to eliminate isolation and shame. We are mothers with warrior hearts who are raising the warriors of this generation. We know we must learn to fight well for ourselves first, then we can confidently support and cheer on our loved ones in the best ways. Okay, welcome back to the Like Dragons Did They Fight podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm really excited for you to be here today because we have a really awesome guest. I'm so excited. I have wanted for so long to talk to more women and young women who have participated in some of our therapeutic services, uh, life-changing services, and the neatest girl here today. Like, I've never met her until just before this podcast. I'm like, wow, I am so happy to meet you, Jessica. So, Jessica, I would just love it if you could just say hi, everybody, and say, here's a little bit about me. Here's how I have a life just like you. These are things I like, just so everybody can get to know you. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Jessica, and I am so excited to be here. I am from Salt Lake City, graduated high school, went to BYU down in Provo, Ended up serving a mission in the Arkansas Little Rock Mission. And now I'm 28 and I just got married um, this past July and living in Logan, Utah, working on a farm. My husband's actually a farmer, so that's been kind of fun learning how to farm. It's been a new experience for me. I don't, things I like to do. I like uh, playing sports. I love soccer. I love to swim. I'm trying to get into running. I always feel like I'm out of breath when I try and when I practice, but you know, it's the effort that counts. And I'm actually, I'm learning to play the organ. I was called in my ward to be the ward organist and I've never touched an organ before. I know how to play the piano, but the organ's a new 
a skill that I'm trying to learn and practice, but so far so good. So that is a little bit about me. Okay. And so in order to play the organ, because it has so many more things to touch, I'm thinking, is it, you have to be like super good at the piano to even try the organ. I've always thought your skill has to be. I also don't know if I'm really that great at the piano. (laughs) But practice makes perfect. And honestly, when I was set apart in that blessing, I think Heavenly Father was just like, I'm just going to give you a little bit of extra help just to bring things to your remembrance. So I'm grateful for that for sure. Wow. So I'm just curious too, a little bit about your, just your family of origin. Tell us a little bit about that. So I am the oldest of six kids. I feel like I am the child of your every day, not every day, but like the cookie cutter parents met in, in college, got married, had their first child, graduated, and then moved off to the job or career and whatnot. But my parents both met in BYU and then they found a job in Salt Lake after they graduated. And then, I'm, so I'm the oldest of six. I've got three awesome brothers and two sisters that are just great. Um, and then we have a couple of couple of us are all married. So we just had our first. We have our first little nephew to join the family this year. So it's been really fun for us. So, oh, that they're so cute. <laughs> That's so fun. And so I just would love to hear how did you bump into your Now, husband, who's a farmer, and you've never even thought, I'm going to marry a farmer. You just fell in love with a farmer. How did you do that? I didn't, but everyone, once I met him, everyone was rooting for the farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So with COVID, COVID hit, and that really limited dating or church activities or even just community activities, sports, any events. Totally. I think I guess I got to train this online dating world. Um, so I jumped on the app Mutual and, you know, just went on a bunch of dates. Actually, it was, for me, it was a pretty positive experience. Met a lot of people and had a couple of relationships come out of it, but ended up meeting him. It was probably in like October of 2021. No. Yes. No, like, like, okay. So just like October last month? No, sorry. October 2020. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're going to like, you're like, what is up? You really like that farmer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I met him back in October of 2020. And then we just started going on dates. Once a week, he'd come up or I'd go, he'd come down or I'd go up. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess, but it's been fun. So does he have like a, a big family farm in Logan? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So his parents and okay. Well, it, it's like, it was passed down from like grandparents to his parents, but his parents really didn't do the farming. So him and his brother kind of picked it up and they've created a farm business out of it and they absolutely love it. So. Wow. And it's been exciting for them. And it's just nice to know that he's doing something that he loves. And what kind of farm is it? 
he does vegetables. So his big things are potatoes, uh, corn, onions, pumpkin, squash. It's awesome. Yeah, it's been fun. So I've learned more about farming in the past 12 months than I have in my entire life. So it's not like an animal farm. No. Luckily, you can't go on vacation if it's an animal farm. And that might have been a red flag. (laughs) So, yeah, once everything's in and you've got people covering the field, you can go on a vacation. Yeah. And, you. I mean, nature waters its plants for a day and takes care. So, yeah. No, it's good. Either way, it would have been fine. I love it regardless. Well, you are such a delightful person. I'll bet he was thinking, oh, my goodness. She's so beautiful. She's so delightful. I'm so glad she waited for me to marry her. I mean, I'm so glad. Yeah, and I totally feel the same way. Wow. I, yeah. So I'm, I am, I'm older. I don't know if I mentioned this already, but I'm about, I'm 28. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, throughout my high school and college life, I, I always thought of it like this stepping ladder. Like, you know, you're baptized. 16, you can start dating and then like you go into college and you have so much fun for a couple of years and then you like get engaged and meet your prince charming and then you get married at like 21, 22 and then you start having a family, graduate from college or whatever and life begins then and that's not really what happened to me and It was really frustrating and I got really discouraged and I never thought it would serve a mission. I kind of grew like, I kind of had the attitude of, yeah, I would serve a mission at 21, you know, if I had nothing going for me, but that's not going to happen to me. I, I'm totally going to like be dating. I'm going to have a boyfriend. I'm going to be married by 21. I don't really have to worry about that, but. The prophet changed the age and lowered it to 19 for sisters and I was 19. I was like, great, maybe I'll fill it out. Maybe, you know, like seeing it, thinking about it. And then like back in college, everyone was talking about all the girls were like, oh, we're going on this and I'm going on this and And I'm, I'm not really like one of those follower people. Like if it's mm-hmm. a trend and I'm like not confident about it. I'm not one to jump on the bandwagon. So funny me, I was like, yeah, you guys can go. I'll stay behind. Someone's got to stay behind. But I ended up like, I'm battling really hard, hard with whether or not to go. I ended up like filling out the paperwork to the point where all I had to do was push the button to like submit it for like months going back and forth. Like, yeah, I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. No, I'm not going to go. And then I don't actually remember what happened, but one day I was just like, okay, I'm going. And I pressed the, pressed the button and I was like, oh no, what happened? <laughs> There's no turning back now. No turning back now. And then I also remember when I got my call. So I like, I kind of had a conversation with God and I was just like, okay, Heavenly Father, and this is probably not the best thing to do, you know, with Heavenly Father, give like stipulation. <laughs> things that are gonna happen <laughs> but i was like okay my father if i go on a mission please send me somewhere cool like send me to a foreign country let me learn another language like just let me have one of those cool missions that everyone's like 
wow, you went here and you can speak this language. Mm -hmm. So Heather Bell has a very good sense of humor. And <laughs> I opened my call and as I was reading through, the first thing it said was, you've been called to the Arkansas Little Rock mission. And I'm like, that doesn't sound foreign. That sounds like it's in the middle of nowhere of the United States. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe we'll get a cool language or, you know, go to a cool, I don't know why I thought I'd go to a cool MTC in the state, in a state mission, but who would have thought that came? But then it was like, speaking English, and I'm like, no. And it's the program MTC, and I'm like, that's right around the corner from where I was living. Um, so in a way, I'm kind of really like disappointed. It's like, Henley Boulder, if I'm doing this for you, if I'm serving you in this way, why couldn't you like answer my prayer and at least send me somewhere cool or like what at least I thought would be cool. Yeah. And like, I think that's probably what happened to me as well. But I got a loud comparison with other people and their missions and where they were called to and jump in and kind of determine where my value and where, where my efforts are best used. Cool. I ended up going into the MTC and doing all, running through it all. And when I got to Arkansas and heard people talk for the first time, I was like, I am glad I speak English. I'm glad I'm in the state. <laughs> I have proper hygiene and proper things. Like it ended up being a great experience. And in the end, I really did realize that, you know, Family Baller did know what's best for me then. And looking back even now on, like, there's a lot of times in, in my life, and I think in lives of, in the life of any woman in the church, where, you know, we can never really see the good and the benefit in our situations and in our trials until we get to a point in life where we can look back and see what we've learned. But then I got back from my mission and, you know, like, well, we jump back onto the ladder. Like, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get engaged and then I'll graduate and get married. Yeah. And, and, you know, that didn't happen in that order. So graduation came first and lots of heartbreak relationships as well. And I just didn't understand. And then, you know, part of it also, like I Satan snuck in and was just like, you are good enough for this person. Or why were you not good enough for this person? You didn't do enough or something. You needed to change something when the guy I was dating was always like, it's not you, it's, it's me. And you're like, it was all the time. It's something about me. That's not, that's wrong. It's not, not just what a lot of anxiety. And like, it was hard for me to continue to date because I would go on dates, but like opening up and allowing those experiences to happen. We ended up going to several different, just individual counseling, counseling sessions with several different therapists. And I had a lot of highs. And then I also had a lot of lows and sometimes those lows matched up with when I was talking to therapists and other times I would say, why couldn't I, I 
if I wish I was in the low right now so I could tell you what my real problem is and help myself more. Um, but about a year and a half ago, I think I was at the lowest I've ever been in my life when it comes to anxiety and depression. And I just felt completely useless, like useless. And like, I felt like a failure. I, I can't reach my goals the way I wanted to, like the ladder isn't working for me. What more can I do? Cause I'm doing everything that I can do possible that I knew of. Yeah. Um, and it's not really, like daunting and really hard. Like the older I got too, and then it was hard to not fall into the trap. Like I had friends that kind of just kind of gave up on like dating or like started talking bad about it or like kind of left the church also because they're like the church talks about families and that's all of what they talk about in sacrament and mm. in Sunday school and Relief Society, like. And that's just not me. Like I can't. Don't I'm, it's not working for me. Yeah, I'm not fitting the mold. Yeah. Um, so I'm, what what else was going on in your life right in that time when you just thought this is really I'm really at a low place here? What were you were you working? What were you doing? Yeah, I was. So I was working for an online company, and it's an entrepreneurial like startup company. So there was a lot of stress and pressure there. And I was like, just, I was in a position where a lot of responsibility was put on me. And I think that also didn't help my anxiety because that also led to, man, you're not good enough in your normal life. It's clearly showing in your work life. Like your bosses aren't appreciating your work or you're not getting enough done or they want to know exactly what you're doing or just kind of a bunch of things popped up and I was just I remember the day actually I started looking into the warrior women of light program I had actually two brothers um now we're in the sons of human program and my family is pretty open and very close so um we found support in helping my brothers with what they were needing in the program so I kind of knew a little bit about like the men's and the young men's side. And I thought that was really cool. So I was like, I wonder if there's like a women's or girls program. Yeah. So I popped up the website and the first person I saw on there was Anelody. And she had her phone number on the website. And I was like, I, I don't even also know what really like pushed me to call, but I do know it's probably the spirit that I just picked up the phone and like, I held her number and I was like, I need help. You work with women like over 18. So I think I was at like, I was 26. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, we have this great program. It's actually a group therapy program. Have you ever done group? And I was kind of nervous about that. Like, I don't know if my like anxiety and depression is as comparable to other women's problems who might have in my mind these real addictions or these real right that they would need more attention than me like I've got anxiety like yeah I've got depression like that's not as big of a I don't know I in my mind I thought it wasn't as big of a deal but you really just like told me no like everyone's problems are big and everyone's feeling the same pain and going through 
the same heartache and hurt, no matter what the problem is. And that's why we can relate and empathize with each other is because we, you're going through a similar experience emotionally, mentally, and even physically, because it does influence the way our body reacts and like has chemical, um, changes to us. So that was the start of my journey about a year and a half ago. And I've loved it ever since. One of the great things that I have loved about the program is that it actually provides step-by-step tools and like practices that you can do on your own outside of just like, oh, I need to go talk to a therapist because I can't figure this out on my own. Uh, I talked to like, I did like individual counseling and talked to many different therapists and I learned good things and it helped me, but it just never lasted like it has with this group. And I feel like you really, really create a, a bond and like, there's a really big sense of community in the group where you can really trust the women and know they know what you're going through. Oh, that's so good. And so some of the, like, I think the group dynamic that you just said is so awesome because you, all of a sudden you're not isolated anymore and you're noticing people who want really good things. Like I want who really try hard, whatever season they're in, in their life. Cause I know warrior women of light is for 18 and older. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just think it's so neat, just that dynamic of a group, but the, oh, we have so much appreciation when someone hands us something that says, stay here as long as you want, but you're going to be fine when you leave because you know how to do this step-by-step, take care of yourself tools. And if you ever get just a little off, you can always come back for, you know, a little shot in the arm, but you know, and so I love that too. I love, so can you share, share with us some of the skills and tools or ideas that you learned in Warrior Women of Light that you think, this is why it's different. This is what I learned. Yeah. One of the biggest things that, and the biggest takeaway that I have from the group is you know when it comes to mental health and getting health getting help through therapy and through people that have the ability to counsel in this way you know it's not just scientific like you all of the other therapists that I've been to it's been you know scientific like this is probably what you're experiencing and it's all true what really changed me and that has made the lasting impression is that this is a spiritual experience. Like everything we face in life, especially with mental health, it's not our fault that we are, are born or create or have had trauma forced upon us, whatever it may be, that it's actually, you can't heal without the savior. And putting the savior and the gospel into 
therapeutic practices and things that um, you learn in um, this group. And then also, I mean, you learn a lot of scientific skills as well, but applying it with the frames of the gospel has 100% changed how I do triggers or even the highs and lows that I go through currently. But the biggest one for me also, the tool that, that I've that I've loved actually is, you know, knowing when you have been, we call it like slapped, which is basically, you know, Satan's going to trigger you, you know, whatever it may be, whatever addiction or struggle you're going through. We all hear the words, you're not enough. We all hear the words, you're too ugly or you're too fat or you're not, not cared about. We all, I mean, I feel like Satan's not original at all. And those things. And I think as you, as we practice, you catch them more often. You catch what things voice, which has been a great help for me, knowing that, you know, it's not me saying that I'm not good enough. It's saying that I'm not good enough because Heavenly Father doesn't have those thoughts of me. And then being able to counter that with the truth. That, you know, if I hear Satan say, that you're not good enough that blame I can recognize that you know that's not coming from me that's not my voice and that's not Heavenly Father's voice and I have the choice to say you know what they not today you do not have any rights or authority or power over me to drag me down and make me more anxious make me more depressed make me make wrong choices make me act outside of my values that there's power and we have the choice and how you know and that's all all the atonement the atonement is what helps us you know change those neurotransmitters and those synapses connections that we're making in our brain to go directly to a bad habit or what it, whatever it may be, that those can be broken and that we can be healed mentally. So that's been one of the greatest things. And that's, you know, that lasting change and lasting power there. Instead of, you know, I had a bad day and I wouldn't talked about it. I should be good for three or four days. Well, <laughs> it happens again. Right. Yeah. It's incredible. It's almost like connecting dots in your brain about the gospel of Jesus Christ that you didn't quite connect before. Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, I totally had all of the dots. I just missed some or didn't connect that. And it, once you hear it, I don't know. It makes so much sense and there's so much truth in it. Like, well, of course, when you understand Heavenly Father's plan yeah, and what the enemy is up to and what his motives are and start learning more about, you know, who the Savior is for us and how that really works, like, in spiritual battles. It is incredible because that's one of the things I love, love about life changing services is their ability to take scientific principles and just shine a light on the spiritual principles 100% and make yeah. them come together and say yep there is science and we do have 
something that you mentioned earlier that's so beautiful. And it is just this statement that you said that everyone, everyone's problems are big. And it doesn't matter if your problems are big, like you are struggling with an addiction. Because I know some of, the, some of the reasons women go to Warrior Women of Light are just like you mentioned struggles with mental health, depression, anxiety, other forms of mental conditions, but things like addiction to substances, addiction to pornography, and working on sexual self-mastery, morality issues, and some other ones I know are like self-harm or eating disorders. Yeah. So I love, because I love that you said that earlier in your life, you kind of fell into this trap with it, your mission and the ladder and the kinds of things. And then it's not going so well for me. You mentioned the word comparison. Yeah. And just, the, I just love that, that no matter what your struggle is, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Everybody's problems are big. Yeah. Looking over there to think, oh man, I feel so guilty that I'm even having a problem because herds look as big as a mountain, right? Yeah, absolutely. But to know that what ours is might, which we couldn't like measure or compare, but to just think one is as big as a mountain to be. Mm -hmm. And yours is as big as a mountain to you, but because it's your mountain, probably not helpful for me to say, I'm going to compare our mountains. Absolutely. And one thing that I've come to learn from group, you know, it's not necessarily comparison of the problem. Good. You know, what we can compare is the experience, the feelings, the emotions, the hurt, the pain, the struggle. And, you know, Heavenly, Heavenly Father, and our savior is the only one that can help us with that. And when you're in a group of women that are working to utilize the atonement in their life, like there is so much power and strength. And in our meetings, the spirit is so strong as we listen to each other and, you know, pr- provide support. There, there are sisters that have shared their experience. And I'm like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear or and times there are like things that I've shared that other sisters in the group have said, wow, that, that was amazing. You know, we do a takeaway at the end of each group and just to hear how other people continue to work and then the support too, that we're all here for each other and we can reach out. Yeah. I, I just love it. I love it. And Satan doesn't want us, Satan doesn't want us to return to live with. Heavenly Father again, and he doesn't want us to think of our struggles and our trials on a spiritual level. He wants us to think very worldly and very selfishly and compare our problems with people's perfections or like best work. But everything, everything is spiritual and, you know, we're all just trying to get back to Heavenly Father. And if we can help each other do that, it's going to be so much more beneficial than struggling to make it on our own. Mm. 
Well, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that. It's incredible to to just consider how that's one of the tactics that maybe the adversary would use when we are struggling, right? Is comparing, but also um, just thinking. We have kind of stories that we tell ourselves or beliefs that we have that kind of sound like, well, that's a therapeutic program, which probably means everybody there has really big problems. I might not be big enough for that program, right? And I totally fell into that trap. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just having the courage to say, my problem is hard. Like I'm, I'm not doing well. I'm going to have the courage to pick up the phone and say, I need some help. I could use some support. What do you do over there? Yeah. Yeah. And it would, it changed my life. Like completely just like the name with life-changing services with life-changing. Yeah. So awesome. It's amazing. So what have you learned now in your life as you look around and you experience other people in your life that you meet or that you've known for a long time now that you've had this experience and been able to connect the dots more? When you're looking around, how has it affected your, just the way you think about you and Still, your challenges. I'm sure we all just have challenges till we're safely dead, right? We just keep having challenges that stretch us. So I just think, how has it changed your perspective on you and on other people? Several things have changed. I think, number one, I have learned to be more gracious to myself. You know, I... I, my hardest critic and things that I've learned in, in this program have really, you know, taught me that I need to be gracious to Jessica, that, you know, if I was looking at a little mini three-year-old Jessica, I wouldn't want anything to happen to her. I wouldn't want anyone talking bad about her. So why do I talk bad about myself? you know, at at the age of 28 and think it's okay, but it's not okay. I need to have a little bit more for myself. I've also learned that I think having grace to myself has also translated over to everyone else as well, all the people that I see, you know, I don't know what they're going through. So if they say something that kind of irritates me or I feel attacked, attacking, you know, I don't know what that person's going through and maybe they're having a hard day. But I think the biggest one for me has been seeing things in a spiritual light. Like, you know, being able to recognize Satan's attacks. And one of the, we ask each other questions at the beginning of group to kind of reflect on our week. And one of, actually I have several favorites, but one of my favorites is the question of why do you fight? Why don't you just give up? Why? Why keep going? And, you know, over time, like, my answer has changed when I was the beginning of the program. It's, 
No, because I, I want to feel better about myself. I want to be able to have control. I hate feeling like I'm an emotional wreck. I hate feeling like I can't control my emotions, that I'm a mess. You know, all the lies Satan tells me, like those are all his lies. But it's morphed to now where I am like, because I fight because there's no option. I don't want to give up. I've made that choice that giving up is not an option. That I'm fighting because I know who I am. I know my worth. And I know Heavenly Father's right there beside me. That Savior's right there beside me. And that doesn't mean that I'm not going to struggle. That I'm not going to fall back sometimes. Because there are times where, you know, we make mistakes. We're human. We're learning and growing. But I know that the Savior will be there to pick me up. And then I'll be able to continue to keep going and moving forward. I think that's the biggest one is that like, it's not worth giving up. It'll for one second think that just losing to your battles is worth it. Cause it's not, it's absolutely not worth, worth losing. So awesome. So beautiful. And, you know, Jessica, I just think alone with that thought of it's not worth it to keep losing, it's almost like you need to have that awakening of the scientific side of spiritual principles. Like you have to have an awakening to that. Otherwise, people can say that kind of thing to you all day long. Like, it's not worth it to give up. Yeah. It's worth it. And you'll be like, well... I don't have any idea how to do it different. I don't know how to do this different. So there is some skills, some principles, yeah. some things that really we as Heavenly Father's children have to understand the battles we're facing, who the enemy is, and who our savior and champion in our battles is, right? And if you can't, because there's a lot of science in mortality. Yeah. Tons. It's painful. Yeah. And it's changing too. It could be one one thing one day and one thing another day. But I think as we take the scientific principles and then also use the gospel principles that we learn um, as we read the scriptures, as we pray, you know, as we keep improving in our gospel knowledge and connection with God, I think we develop a testimony of those things. And I think it's a testimony that you know, the atonement's real. I've learned the skills and the abilities and the exact step-by-step things to do to utilize the atonement and that power in my life. Whether it's a big or small thing that I need to repent of, you know, and make changes on. So in closing, it's hard to close because as we go longer, I'm thinking of five more questions I have, but we could keep going. But I just am thinking there are so many amazing women out there who are suffering just because they don't understand how the science or the difficulty, the feelings they have in their lives that are caused by the chemicals that grow in us because the circumstances that are affecting us. Like we just know. And so whatever the difficulty is, how, what's an invitation or tip 
something that you would give to women who might be in a place of, you know, because some women, it's like, you don't even get therapy unless you're like, I don't know, ready to leave the planet. I mean, <laughs> right with you, you know, you need therapy. Yeah. I love that you had an approach of, well, I'm, I started going to therapy. And it was even before you found where women of life. But there's so many of us women who maybe we've been taught our whole lives that you just keep sacrificing. You just keep serving. You just read more scriptures, sing more hymns, and try to serve more. You know, there's just things like that that girls get kind of caught in this place of it's not okay to be broken, so I fake that I'm not. So I'm hurting so much. Yeah, I I also found myself in that trap as well. Like, you know, I, I mean, talking to my parents about, I think it's very important to share your experiences and how you're feeling with someone that you can trust. So I, I mean, I mean, I went through high school and college. So my parents were in, in my life and involved in my health mental. And sometimes I felt like my mom was the only one I could talk to about my mental health, that I had no friend that I would talk to about it because then they'd think I'm crazy and not to be my friends. <laughs> but I totally fell into the, not, I still don't know if I fell into the trap, but I feel like I was raised with the mentality that, you know, life isn't going well for you and it could be, and this was Satan talking for sure. This is a satanic attack. You know, things aren't happening in your life, right? Or you're not feeling good because you're not reading your scriptures enough. You're not saying your prayers well enough. You're not keeping the commandments fully. That I wasn't doing enough spiritually to be able to gain the blessings that Heavenly Father had for me. And that's totally satanic. That's not true at all. So I think my advice to any woman that I ever come in contact or that's listening to this podcast or whatnot is there are people out there that want to hear you and there are more people that have similar experiences. And I would just encourage them, you know, if they're, if you're not ready to Go and have some counseling, talk to a mental health professional to join a group, a therapy group. You know, I think the first step for me was finding a person that I can trust to share my thoughts and feelings with, to share and talk about why I'm feeling this way. And I also think it's important to know that, you know, maybe that person isn't going to be in your life forever, but they will be in this moment. And that's okay that like, as long as you have someone in this moment that you feel like you can trust that information to, I think that you should share it because when we share, I think that's the first step to let Satan not have power over us is to share with others how we're feeling truly instead of just going about making everyone think that life is grand and Roses and daisies are all over. So it's so important to share. And whatever point you're at, as long as you have someone that's that you can trust sharing that with, that's I think the first step. So good. Well, Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you.
Yes. Oh, so wonderful to be with you. And I just want all of you listeners out there to to just know you can't see Jessica because you're just listening to Jessica, but she has such a countenance of joy and confidence and hope. And it's just really moving to to not just listen to her, but I wish you could see her face too. But I just also, I want you to be aware out there that the Warrior Women of Light program is a therapeutic-based program with groups. They also offer one-on-one sessions with the, you know, the clinicians and behavioral health specialists that are there. But there's also a program for young women. I believe, I'm not sure how young you, like how old you have to be to enter, but I'm going to say 12 or 13, because that's about what they do with Sons of Helaman. And it might be 14, let's say 12, 13, 14, maybe in there. But you can go to our website at lifechangingservices.org and find the Warrior Women of Light program, the Daughters of Light program, which is the one for young women, and find out more information. But Jessica, thanks for your service to all of us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. Thank you for being with us today, Warrior Moms. I invite you to make a donation at the top of our website, mothersyouknow.org. Any amount you can afford today will help us keep Mothers Who Know services free for all moms. Thank you so much for your generosity. Moms, remember your divine identity and great worth. Continue in your courageous efforts to support God's great work. Notice the miracles you see every day, the evidence of the Savior's love and mercy. Find the message in your message. Reach out and share the principles you learn in Mothers You Know with other mothers. You are God's secret weapon for good in this world. Finally, a few pieces of information for you. I recommend a few other podcast channels to listen to. Like Dragons Do They Fight podcast, that includes interviews and stories with those that have struggled and overcome something in their life. And the Eternal Warriors podcast, hosted by two YSA young men who share their story, teach valuable lessons, and interview special guests. You can follow us on our social media pages on Facebook under mothersyouknow.lcs or search for Mothers You Know, and on Instagram, username at mothers underscore who know. Last, if you would like additional support and training, please go to mompowertraining.com to sign up for the next eight-week Mom Power Training class for all moms. You can also go to the Mothers Who Know website at mothersyouknow.org or our parent company, Life Changing Services, at lifechangingservices.org to learn more about our excellent services to support you and your loved ones. Thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to email me anytime with questions or to set up a complimentary 30-minute appointment to visit. Please email me at mothersyouknow at lifechangingservices.org. Looking forward to hearing from you amazing moms. See you next time.